Good evening. Welcome to Coffee and Jesus. I'm your host, Jael, coming to you from Texas on August the 28th, 2023. My topic tonight is lukewarm Christians and Christianity. Revelations 3, 15 and 16 says, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. But because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. That's a, saying something right there, y'all. You know that when you try to reheat food, if it's too cold, certain types of foods don't taste good cold. And if it's not warm enough, you're probably going to spit it out and put it back in the microwave, right? Because you know lukewarm is no good. It either, it either needs to be hot or cold, one or the other. I want you to think about some questions as I go through this mini lesson tonight. How well do you really know Jesus? Do you really understand who he is and whose he is? Are you in a committed relationship with Jesus? Or do you just kind of date him and hang out with him and be friends with him? Or you're in a common law situation with him? Do you love him more than anything or anyone? More than your spouse? More than your children? More than your job? More than yourself? More than your political affiliation? Do you go to church to have a supernatural encounter or to be entertained? Are you only recharged during conferences on Sunday morning? Or do you meet him in the quiet place every day? The glory, the presence of God was never meant to be a temporary fix for our emotional or spiritual needs. Church was never meant to be entertainment, y'all. We've got a whole lot of buildings full of a whole lot of people having goosebumps from good singing, being entertained by light shows and fog machines with no transformation. We have lost our way, church, between psychics, medium spiritualists, passing themselves off as prophets, really good speakers and entertainers and comedians and orators who have started churches and become pastors who were never called to be pastors. We've got great singers who can give you goosebumps, bring the house down, make you stand and applaud with no oil, no covering, no church home, no pastor leading worship. Between the Twitter theologians and the social media influencers trying to evangelize and teach without knowledge of the Word of God, we are in a hot mess situation, y'all, with a perverted, polluted gospel. When we only view Jesus as a genie who gives us things, we diminish who he is, his sovereignty, the redemptive, saving blood, and the power of his might. This is a hot mess, but this can all be fixed if we repent and we go back to the simplicity of the gospel. Accept Jesus. Believe that he died and rose again. Confess your sins and repent. Then try to live a life that is righteous and holy before God through the process of sanctification. Lukewarm Christianity teaches that Christians 
compromising their faith is okay because grace is just going to cover it all. It doesn't matter what you do. You just keep saying sorry, 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 sorry over and over and over and over and over, over again. Okay, otra vez. Instead of standing for righteousness, lukewarm Christianity encourages the body of Christ to remain neutral. When the body of Christ becomes neutral, we become ineffective. Being politically correct is a compromise. Okay. In addition, when you do this, you are relinquishing your power and authority. And you have fallen into the hands of the enemy unknowingly. There's been a spiritual security breach in your life, and now you're helping the agenda of the enemy without even knowing it. Lukewarm Christians and churches reject the gospel. They reject the Bible. And they pick and choose what they want to follow and what they want to believe. So that first verse that I read in Revelations, in Revelation chapter 3, John is having a dialogue with God. He's getting a download from God about the last days. And God gives him several messages to deliver to seven churches, one of them being the church of Laodicea, which he describes as a lukewarm church. What is that? A lukewarm church has fallen away from the gospel. They're complicit with the world. They're complacent with their sin. And they've compromised their faith. You can't be both in and out. You can't serve both God and mammon. So these churches are deceptive and they're confusing and they're damaging the body of Christ. Lukewarm Christianity causes the church to stop doing the will of the Lord and begin living for themselves. And they teach a perverted, polluted gospel. Matthew 7, 13 through 14 says, Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it, because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way, which leads to life, and there are few who find it. Then Jesus goes on to say in Matthew 7, 21, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. So we really need to think about what we're doing because, you know, what we're believing, what we're teaching, what we're preaching, who we're following. Who you follow and believe matters. But there's hope. He goes on to say in Revelation 3, 18 through 19, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich in white garments, that you may be clothed, that the shame of your wickedness may not be revealed, and anoint your eyes with eye salve, that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Nobody wants accountability. People don't want to be convicted of their sin. They don't want any consequences for it. And they certainly don't want to repent. But this is what God says we need to do. God's not embracing a lukewarm church. He's not embracing that. We have to repent. How do you know that you're lukewarm? Let's dive a little deeper. You're content to live your life the way you want to and throw Jesus in there from time to time. 
with very little prayer life, no worship time. You don't study the word. You just go to church on Sundays, maybe. You ignore good biblical sound teaching and you turn a deaf ear to that because it's convicting. You don't listen to the Holy Spirit. You do, you know, you're not teachable. You refuse to accept biblical counsel. You value the teachings and beliefs of uh, philosophers with lukewarm ideologies over the foundation of the Bible. You'd rather be neutral and politically correct than to be and live set apart because you don't want to make any waves. You don't want to offend anybody. And we have become a people who are more concerned about not offending everybody but God. And that's a problem. We use our voices to advocate for social justice and preferences and opinions over God's moral standard. Our confidence lies in ourselves, possessions, our influence, etc. When we do all of these things and conform to the world rather than God, we are now lukewarm. But there's hope we can change. How do you change? Acknowledge your need for Jesus. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Salvation for eternity can only be found in Jesus. We're not sufficient on our own. Romans 10.9 says, If we confess with our mouth that the Lord Jesus, that Jesus is Lord, excuse me, and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. We've got to get back to good, sound, biblically correct teaching and meditate on the word of God. Proverbs 1.7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Wisdom starts and ends with the counsel of the Lord. Psalms 1.1-3 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. Is Jesus your priority? Do you honor and cherish your relationship with Jesus? Because when you do, good things happen. And when you don't, you set yourself up for failure. James 2.23 says, And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness, and he was called God's friend. James 4.4 4 says, You adulterers, don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. Choose Jesus. Seek the kingdom of God. Treasure him over everything and everyone. James 1.17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. And last, be kingdom-minded. Romans 12.2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Good news is you can always come back home. He's waiting on you. Jesus is waiting on you. And he will take you back with open arms. 
Will you believe him today? Will you receive him as your Lord and Savior? Will you confess out loud with your mouth that he is Lord? and Believe that he died and rose from the dead for you. And repent of your sins and ask him to become the Lord of your life. I hope so. I love you with the love of Jesus. Be blessed. Bye, y'all.